Starting a business is not for the faint of heart. But for those who dare to dream and work relentlessly, the rewards can be extraordinary. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur seeking inspiration or a seasoned business owner looking to pivot and grow, tonight we are talking about growing from seed to startup. You don't want to miss it. Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now. And I couldn't be more excited to kick off season five of the Better Your Business show with all of you. We've got a packed season ahead covering topics like marketing, leadership, sustainable practices, and so much more. So whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur, a startup enthusiast, or simply someone looking to, com- to gain a competitive edge, the Better Your Business show is your go-to source for inspiration and actionable insights. Tonight's show, we are talking about growing from seed to startup, and I'm excited to share the brilliance of the coach for business herself, Ms. Shanna Mavis. (laughs) 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 I am excited to be here. I'm a little under the weather, but I'm excited to be here. I was like, okay. I'm going to just keep dosing myself with NyQuil. I'm going to sleep it off. I've got emergency. I've taken so many things now at this point. Um, So I'm either going to be super brilliant (laughs) or it's going to be terrible. But either way, I probably won't remember it. So let's see how it goes. (laughs) I know that I am very much looking forward to it because um, I'm excited for people to just experience a little more of what I get to experience working with you on a regular basis and how much that I will learn from you with this, you know, experience and working with you for the last however long we've been working together now. Um, you know your stuff. I'm so grateful for the moments that you make me slow down so that we can speed up. And so um, I'm excited for today. When I had told Sam earlier, you were feeling well, and he was like, "Does that mean the show's not going to happen?" Then I was like, "Do you know who you're dealing with?" <laughs> I was like, "Yes, we are still having the show tonight." <laughs> Um, this is the day that it's supposed to start. So this is when it starts. We just show up. That's right. <laughs> as long as we have up. internet and electricity, and even when we don't, Natalie goes to Starbucks. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, it's an hour. Um, yeah, I'm excited about this. I, I, of course, I don't want to plug or really go into too much about the program, but that's what started this whole conversation was the program that I was creating and it's based off of Pillar 5, right? Um, When Carlton and I really dug deep into um, breaking down Pillar 5 to make it uh, accessible for business owners, that sparked, you know, something in me. And I was like, there's, I needed to add my flair to it, right? You know, it's, it's great for business owners who are uh, just wanting to go in on their own and do what they want to do. But uh, there are a lot of business owners who need someone that can help them focus and help them understand. And so I added my little spin to it, but it was just really breaking down all of those steps and, and identifying the ones that most business owners choose to skip over because they don't want to do it. Um, 
we all want to do what we want to do, uh, even as it, it's, as it relates to me and my business and this program. I was talking to a marketing, a digital marketing agency, Jensing. We talked about them last season. Um, you know, as they're trying to grow their business, they have this amazing program where they will market everything for you. If you're a business coach, yeah, reach yeah. out to them. They will market your entire, you know, products or services or program. And as we were talking and just kind of working through some things, I was like, all I want to do is work with the business owners. I don't want to have to worry about running one single ad. I don't want to have to, you know, all of those things need to be done, but I don't want to do them. I want to give you all of the information I have that I've gathered on who I'm talking to, who I want to serve, how I want to serve them, but handle everything outside of this. So I don't have to worry about it. So it's pretty exciting to be able to start that process to help those business owners that are in that seed stage or that are struggling to get out of it because um, it really is a matter of looking and saying, okay, have you done this step? Have you done this step? And walking step by step through and just drawing that focus in on where you need to be at the time. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about what does that mean exactly to be in the seed stage of your business and the startup. And one of the reasons why I want to hit on that is because when I was first introduced, you guys have been watching the show know that when I was first introduced to Pillar 5 and I went through the software, I had been self-employed for 15 years at that point. And I went through the process and I talked to Ron afterwards and I said, and this is when I knew we would be... Um, Friends for a long time, I said, there's something wrong with the system. <laughs> something happened. <laughs> I'm just going to start the startup phase. And I've been in business for 15 years. I'm not just starting. Like, I know what I'm doing. And he said, no, young lady, you put everything in that software. It gave you feed feedback on really that's where you're at. And it was a smack in the face for me. It really, I had been on a new adventure for about two years at that time. And when you said that to me, I thought, I'm doing the same thing again. I'm doing the same thing. I just walked away from 15 years of I'm doing the same thing again. And this is not how I want things to be. So I pivoted right away. And I thought, thank God, I invest another 5, 10, 15 years and not pivot. But I wasn't clear on what that even meant. To me, I, my business was thriving. I made right. money. I was thriving. Everything was good. So can we talk a little bit about what does that mean? Yeah, so for me, um, when I look at it, the seed stage is just that idea phase, right? I, I have this amazing idea and I want everyone to know about it. <laughs> Thank you, Denise. <laughs> Michael hasn't dulled me one bit. Yes, um, but that's because I took Dayquil today. Um, Nyquil was all yesterday. I did not even bother with the Dayquil. I was like, I'm just going to sleep it off. I've got a show tomorrow night. Um, but the seed stages is the idea phase. And that's truly where, you know, a lot of business owners that I've met, uh, recently, you know, especially in the past couple of years, the business owners that I've been drawn to or called to, um, are in that phase where I have this amazing idea and I've probably taken some steps, but I'm not getting anywhere. And it's, um, how do I get my business off the ground? How do I take this idea and take it, you know, get it into the market so that my business is actually started. I'm generating revenue and then I can start growing it. And then I can start expanding. And then, you know, it's really just that progression. But they, the business owners that I've been um, working with are all such visionaries. 
Um, they are a lot like like you in the States where you've got a million ideas and you want to go for every one of them all at once. It's just like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can. And that's not sustainable. You get burnt out really quickly and you're not seeing the results that you want. So um, it's really taking that time in that stage to explore this idea, to test the market, to um, understand what are my capabilities? What are my strengths? You know, the SWOT analysis, we talked about that in one of the seasons. Um, I've also added to this program a capabilities analysis. And that was really from me sitting with one of the coaches that, that I've worked with in the past couple of years where they were saying, okay, let's talk about what you can do. You know, and so it really is that's a step that business owners need to be realistic about. What can I do? Yeah, yeah, I feel like based on our conversations, when I've really come and had so many ideas that I wanted to share, one of my takeaways that I learned from just being with you and getting feedback from you was a lot of that was because I wasn't clear on what I wanted things to look like for myself. And so once I had that clarity, now it wasn't a million ideas. Now it was, okay, I know what I want things to look like. So we need to bop, 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 bop. And it's so much easier and it's so much much more sustainable. So I put that back down to um, me just not being clear on what I wanted. So yeah, for people who are having that challenge, that's what I would do. Having, I would challenge you to you know get clear on what you wanted. It's almost like stick, throwing the noodles at the wall and seeing which what will stick. That's what I was doing. Like, what's going to stick? What's going to stick? Versus what do I want? Yeah, and it makes a big difference to set those goals early on. And we're not talking. You know, you you don't have to have your entire business planned. Eventually, you do, right? But in this initial stage where we're looking at it, the first step is really just understanding what is the vision for my business you know that's the very first thing that i ask every business owner tell me where you're going help me understand where you're going and then i can help you understand how to get there or and that doesn't necessarily mean me right i have a plethora of resources i have you i have you know and with you being the money person it's just like i don't even attempt to have those types of conversations because there's someone else that I know is going to be able to communicate in the language that they need and understand a lot better that can um, dive deeper into that where I can focus more on that high level. Let's get you to those resources that you need to help you build this business, to realize this vision. But, um, you know, it's where are we going? And then what's our mission, vision and values? You know, help me understand that. The who, the why and the what, you know, who are you serving? Why? Are you doing this? You know, what's the purpose behind it? And then, you know, what do you need to do? You know, there's there's so many little things that business owners they have in their heads. I think, you know, you can look at them and you can tell they know what they want. They they can see it, but no one else can. So we spend the time to really write that down and understand. And then we set some goals around that. And and initially, I'm like, I ask a lot of business owners, you know, let's look at a year and then we're going to break that year down into, okay, now what can we do in order to do that? If you said, okay, um, I want to, you know, make a million dollars in the year. Okay. That means that $250,000 every quarter, you know, if you look at it as simply as that, then it's okay. How do I make that? Then that means I'm going to, if I sell it at, you know, whatever the price is, I'm going to need to sell this many of those. And how do I do that? So it really is starting at that. Here's where I'm going. 
And then we're working our way backwards to make sure that we can accomplish those things. But I don't want you to miss the important steps. You've still got to hone in on who you're talking to. Um, you've still got to understand how to speak to them. You've got to understand, does the market even want what you have? They may not. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that it's not a good idea. It just means that there's no space for it right now. And it's going to be so much more difficult for you to pursue that without um, having that, you know, without that that market wanting it. So it's it's there's so many different pieces to this and it's exciting. What do you think? <laughs> how much time should people spend up front doing their market research to find something like that? Because just an example of myself, I'm extremely analytical and that tends to be something that can get in my way during times I can be quick to overanalyze things and, and slower to take action, believe it or not. So, you know, what would be that starting point for people to say, okay, you know, at, at some point I need to start taking the steps forward. I need to start putting this into action to start believing, having faith, you know, stop dreaming, start doing it. At what point do people do that? So, wow. Um, I don't know at what point they do it, <laughs> but I do know for me, the the people that I'm working with, I've, I've just asked them, hey, commit to working, you know, two to four hours a week on your business. If you can do that, that allows you the flexibility of, um, you know, working your other job because you likely are, you know, unless you're independently wealthy or you, you know, came into some money, something happened, you're likely working a job trying to work your way out of it to build this business. Um, so it's just commit just this little bit of time so that we can, and let's break this down in a way that that's manageable for you so that you get to enjoy life you get to spend time with your family. You're not overwhelmed anymore. You're not um, beating yourself up because your business hasn't taken off. It's not supposed to, you know, it's not. I don't know of any overnight successes. I know of people who have worked really hard and then overnight we've noticed them, <laughs> right? You, They marketed just the right way. Yeah, and Anna, I would wonder how many people have a realistic number for how much money they want their business to make. So, for example, I know that when I first got into business, my number was three million because in my mind, I thought the way that I'm going to have my money set up, I needed that to be my nest egg to spit me out my amount of money, my, amount of money my husband and I were going to live off of every month, right? But things didn't need to be that way. I just needed to look at things from a different paradigm. And when I look at the, the median income for most people, it's not that much money. Right. And people go into this thing of starting a business and then they want to go from making 100000 a year to a million dollars a year. That's a big difference in identity. That's a big difference in work ethic, right? So, um, you know... What is your experience with that when people come to the table with you and they're like, Shanna, you know, do you have to kind of bring them down the ledge a little bit? Are people realistic in what the goals are? Do you have to have that conversation with them? So a lot of the times I don't really have that conversation um, with them because most of the people that I've been working with, it's not about the money. Now, it, you want to make money because this is a business, right? But a lot of them, it's about the purpose and that's that's who I choose to, to really um, link arms with is those that are focused on, I'm achieving this vision or this mission. 
I've got a purpose outside of just making money. But I think a lot of people, I mean, I know initially when um, the first business that I started, I really thought that I could make so much money so quickly. I've got this great product, you know, I, I'm going to be a millionaire, right? I think I had that mindset that I, I've got what it takes to make a lot. And a lot of people do. Uh, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with saying, hey, I want to make a million dollars, but you will need to be realistic. It is exactly what you're saying. And because I don't think a lot of people realize how much effort it takes to make that money, to, to build a business that's generating that much revenue. I think, um, what is it, Carlton, I always hear him talking about that, what is $250,000 a year is what most you know, small businesses bring home. You know, that's the amount of revenue that they make. That's a far cry from, you know, that million dollars. But and then they're not even taking that home. That's what the business is bringing in. Yes, I agree, Herman. Purpose is its own reward. Absolutely. And that's um, but it takes so much work to really build a business. And I've, I've sat with so many business owners and and the conversations I typically have are those where they don't they're not seeing the needle move fast enough and then they get discouraged. And it's just like, but look at where we started and now look at where you are. So don't despise those small beginnings, right? It's really looking and saying, you're okay. You're right on track. Let's make sure that, you know, here's the goal that we set and look, we made it to that first milestone. We're on track to achieving that goal. Yeah, and I think that's why it goes back down to we have to learn to enjoy the journey, no matter what the season is that we are in, because it's the journey. What happens when you get to this thing you call the destination? <laughs> yeah, right? it's the journey. And so we need to start slowing down and just enjoying those times of us going through it, right? I, I was getting my nails done the other day, and the lady goes, you don't have to work today. And I was like... <laughs> he works all the time i wish i could get her to stop working and i was like yeah but i've created in my life where i'm just doing things that i love to do and they're bringing me in money and i and i've learned that over time i think the show's been a big caveat to helping people stay focused on that right just like i have this weekly accountability and experts and people that are watching the show and i have accountability too and want to grow for um but yeah, I, and I want people to understand that you can design your life that way. It doesn't have to be yeah. that hustle and grind. You know, if you're not sleeping four hours enough, you don't want it bad enough. If you're not sick, you don't want it bad enough. If, you know, if your victim story is not worse than mine, you don't want it bad enough. And I want people to understand that's not, we don't have to sing that tune. So. Yeah, it is about the journey. Um, I just finished an ebook. I, I wrote an ebook for, um, I do systems, you know, just in support. It was really, you know, not just for them, but for myself as well. Um, and it's called, so you want to be a business coach. So it's a three part thing, but that's one of the pieces is embrace the journey. It really is understanding that um, you should be enjoying this. If this is what you're, um, if this is what you've decided to do or what you feel called to do, then you should be enjoying this. Life is meant to be enjoyed. And um, I say that to business owners as well. You know, so on either side of that, I look at it from the coaching perspective and I have a blast. I love getting in there and brainstorming and just being like, okay, well, what about this? You know, you can try this. And there's, there is a lot of um, 
trial and error with certain things and you know figuring out what works and what doesn't and the different nuances of different businesses but it's it should be enjoyable you should be you know walking away so proud of what you've accomplished this day even you know if i if i just got my swot analysis done now i have a better understanding of my position in the marketplace so it, it's amazing for me and you should celebrate those moments and you know go and tell your family and share that with friends and you know, there's so much beauty in creating something from nothing that you should enjoy every minute it doesn't mean it's going to be easy but it should be joy filled and so i love working with people and bringing a little bit back into their you know letting them laugh and letting them it, it's just amazing you know spending that time with with different people and just saying okay it's going to be all right you got this yeah it is <laughs> But you do have to have Yes. But it doesn't yes. have to be perfect. That's the thing. It doesn't have to be perfect because that's how we're learning through those things anyways. It's part of the game, right? With any game, you have to, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, right? And so we need to have those moments so that we can shift and pivot, learn what we like, learn what works, learn what doesn't work, learn where we have to grow and get better. And so, um, yeah, it's very rewarding. Yeah. Um I don't know who said it, but perfection is the enemy of progress. Um, and, and we are perfect. Oh, we are. I know I am. <laughs> I, it is something I have to fight all the time is that, that I want it to be perfect before I release it. And it's just like, no, I, I need to release it. And then, you know, let others help me perfect this along the way and always still keep striving for that. It needs, it can always get better. There's always room for improvement and just recognizing that that doesn't mean that there was anything wrong, inherently wrong with what I did, but it just means that there's room for, for growth and improvement. And that flexibility and that flexible mindset allows for changes in the market allows for me to pivot when I need to. And we talked about that in previous seasons, you know, when you need to pivot, really looking at that and saying, okay, something's changed. What was working may not work any longer, but if I'm always, you know, if I feel like, okay, it's gotta be perfect and this is what perfection means. And then I'm gonna be stuck in that space. I'm never going to really be right, open right. to looking yeah, and growing. So yeah. Um, and it does prevent you from moving. Um, Colette Portis was one that she helped me out so much um, during one of uh, the entrepreneurship groups that I was in. She came out and she was talking to the group about her goalie book. We were all, you know, doing that as part of our study um, was going through the goalie program. And she came out and she was just like, okay, how many times do you review something basically? And I was like, oh yeah, I, I just, I keep going. And because each time I can find something that I would change in it. And she was like, three times, you got three times. And she was like, after that third time, you call it good because you will, you will stall out. You will find, you will always find a reason that it's not good enough if you're looking for that. But if you go ahead and release it and then you'll get a better understanding from the market as you release that and you start to see, you know, I'm putting out ads, I'm testing, people are coming in, they're asking questions. Those questions can help shape that program. The feedback that you get from people actually going through instead of it being this theoretical thing that you just never stop building, people can actually be utilizing this 
And then you can improve it based on that feedback, what, what your customers really want or what your clients are really looking for. What I love about is it makes me think about just even deciding what you want to do. Because I know for myself, it used to be so black or white, cut or dry. I would pick something and this is how it was going to be. And now it's like, well, I didn't like that. I thought I was going to like it, but I didn't like it. And that's okay. And how would I have known if I hadn't tried it? And I used to, because I'm very curious. And I used to really have a hard time with that, especially growing up, because people wanted me to stick to one thing. And I wanted to try all these things and have all these experiences. Because for me, that's what it's about, right? But um, how was I ever going to learn what I didn't like, what I was good at, if I didn't have those experiences? And I think it's the same thing with entrepreneurship is you, you need to be okay with potentially things not working out because that's again why I say you got to enjoy the journey because it may not but something's coming from the journey so you're learning you're growing something's coming from that there's a reason why we're all going to these different experiences so um, absolutely I think you know when I first started the you know creating this program I was like okay eight weeks you know we can go and and not the entire seed to startup you know that's a much longer program but this initial phase I call it genesis right um, it is the idea validation stage. It is before you start spending so much money and spending so much time, let's validate this idea. Let's make sure that you understand. You can, not only do you know where it's going, but others who are walking alongside of you will know where it's going. Um, you've articulated your business idea. You've tested the market. You've done all of these steps. And I was like, eight weeks is good. And um, I was sitting with a coach and I'm hoping that he'll be on this season. Um, but I was sitting and talking to him and he was just like, so who is your target? And I was talking about it's, you know, seat state, you know, new business owners. These are people. And he's like, they're likely holding down another job. And he's like, that's a lot to put on someone. It's going to create, you know, pressure where there doesn't have to be any if you just extend this a little bit longer, that gives them much, much more time. You know, they can work as fast as they want. You can do this a lot faster than that, but you feel pressure to complete this, you know, week by week. I've got, you know, my family, my job, my, you know, friends, my, just me, my time. Um, and how am I going to accomplish all of this in eight weeks or I feel like I've failed again? And so I really had to sit with that because I was like, I know it's doable, but from my perspective, right? And so I thought it was great. And then he comes in and he's like, okay, let me poke this hole. Let me poke this hole. Let me, but I needed that. And I, I, I embraced that. It was so amazing when he sat and said that to me, it opened up my eyes and I was like, okay, let me, go to my, let me expand this. What does it look like if I expand it? And it made it feel a lot lighter. I was just like, okay, now two to four hours a week, that's a lot more manageable than possibly, you know, up to 10 hours, some of the weeks when, <clears throat> excuse me, I barely feel like I have, you know, 10 hours and I, I'm not sleeping. I'm, I'm trying to do everything that I can. I'm posting on social media and it's just like, okay, let's stop what you're doing. Let's spend a little bit of time. You, you know, live your life and build your business. And then let's make it sustainable. Let's start generating some revenue for you. And then you'll, <clears throat> excuse me. And then you'll be able to, uh, I mean, you're gonna have to put in 
more than that at some point, right? But ideally that transition is gonna happen where it's going to start replacing some of your income. And I know you've talked about that in the past too. Um, yeah. Well, and I think part of that also, um, Shanna, helps us get clear on what are our needs needs versus wants in our schedule. I was just having this conversation with my husband because he was like, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I was like, says who? As I'm, I'm coming right in the middle of the afternoon, I'm like, says who, right? I mean, says who? And I was like, yeah, I don't need to do anything. I do what I want. And he goes, really? He goes, well, let me ask you something. Which one's going to get you out of the pool? Something you need to do or something you want to do? And I was like, ooh, right? So I'm not definitely something I want to do. Like I had to get up and pick up my child or something. That's going to get me out of the pool. But it's like, hmm, I want to do some jamba when I go out of the pool, right? The difference between a want and a need. And I think that we get so programmed that we don't necessarily understand what that means. We're doing things that necessarily we don't have to do, but we think that they're things that we have to do and they're not. They're just things that we're used to doing or conditioned to doing that are just not part of our normal patterns or routines. Um, so I think we start to realize that as well. Like we got two to four hours is easier than I thought because I'm wasting time in different areas or I could be more efficient by doing this. Like I told you, a big work time for me is that 45 minutes when my husband's in the shower, right? I can accomplish a lot in that 45 minutes. So, um, but yeah. Okay. So I do want to keep talking about that, especially the needs versus wants and for business owners. But um, before we do that, it is time. We're bringing back the Just Good Business. Um, today we have a company that is um it, it's great what they do they they have this uh food line that's got they've gotten rid of like all of the allergens um, or or the top nine or something like that but what really stood out to me natalie about this company was um the legacy that they're trying to leave behind they're trying to end um food insecurity and it's becoming more and more of a problem. The statistics are staggering, especially since COVID and the the inflation and the food prices are outrageous. There's not one. I, I've had so many conversations with people about how expensive things are in the grocery store. And we've all seen that shift. And that means that there are people, more and more people that are going hungry. And so part of what they're doing um, with their proceeds, with the money that they're making, is partnering with organizations to help in that hunger and then the founder is also working with um i think primarily uh, people of color she's trying to you know bridge that gap especially as it relates to education and mentorship but um i'm gonna go ahead and play their video and we'll take a quick break after that I started Partake when my daughter was diagnosed with multiple food allergies. I thought ahead to all the social events, birthday parties, playdates, even school lunch where she would be left out. She'd be the allergy kid with the allergy snacks. I wanted to create something so delicious that people with and without food allergies could enjoy them. And in 2016, I left my career in corporate America to start Partake Foods. Hi, I'm Denise Woodard, the founder and CEO of Partake a line of foods that are free of the top nine allergens, gluten-free, vegan, and non-GMO. 
90% of Americans can safely enjoy our products, and they can be found at retailers nationwide. What I quickly realized as I was building Partake is that there's a lot of folks, not just those with food allergies, that need a seat at the table. As I think about Partake's legacy, I hope that we can champion the end of food insecurity in the U.S., access to safe and delicious foods for those with food allergies, and real diversity, equity, and inclusion in the food industry. You're welcome to come sit with us. A wise man once asked, what if starting a business was like jumping out of a plane? And like 76% of businesses, what if 76% of parachutes failed before you reached the destination? What about those of you who have already jumped? Well, you may still have time to check your business. Pillar5.com, where businesses get it right. Episode one of season five, we are talking about growing from seed to startup. And our guest expert tonight, we have the coach for business herself, Miss Shanna Mavis. I'm sharing her brain with you all tonight. <laughs> so um, I think it's been a great conversation. Don't you think so, Shanna? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I love, but I love talking about business. So <laughs> that was, um, this is like the second or third conversation today that I've had about business. And I'll get text messages from people and I'm just like, okay, yes, let me answer that real quickly because I do have an answer for that. Okay. Or I, you know, guess what I learned or I saw this and, and I really geek out on it. But um, it was something that you said right before when you were talking about needs versus wants. And I think about that with a lot of business owners, um, especially in these, and I don't know that it's especially in the early stages, um, but I've noticed it in the early stages where we do focus a lot on what we want to do. I want to, you know, if I enjoy Canva and creating, you know, reels and, you know, doing all kinds of social media stuff and doing the design work, I will spend a lot of time. Personally, I don't enjoy that. <laughs> that is not my forte. <laughs> but um, it's something I can do. It's a necessary evil for me. But if if that's something that I really love, it, people have a hard time separating that. And it's just like you need to do a SWOT analysis. You need to understand who your avatar is. You want to create this social media stuff and you want to be posting because you really enjoy that aspect of it, but you're not seeing the results because you don't fully understand who you're talking to. You're creating for you. You're creating based on what you like. And that's not necessarily going to move your business any closer to, you know, the vision that, that you have in your head. So it really is, you know, as you said that it was just like, oh yeah, a lot of us tend to really, you know, yeah, we'll spend a lot of time doing what we want to do and neglect some of those needs. And it's really important as you're thinking about doing this, you know, starting a business, it really is important that you look at um, what, what do you need to be doing? It's not just about the wants and 
what I do best. It's what needs to get done. And what do I need to do of what needs to get done versus what do I need to outsource potentially? Who can I bring in to help me? Because it is going to require more than just you. I don't know of a single business that is that has grown or that has reached, you know, achieved a vision and set another one that's done by just one person. Right. right. It requires a team of people. It requires more than just you. And those outside perspectives help as well. But um, a lot of the times we get so focused in and, you know, get caught up in doing what we want that we're missing out on the things that absolutely need to be done in order to make sure that our business has a sustainable foundation. So what are your thoughts on when people come to work with the business coach, are they typically already making money in their business? Is that something that they need help with? Do you you know, give them a certain amount of time to make money? How do you decide that? So I don't know about everyone. I don't, I, I honestly don't know. Let me tell you, like, I, I want to be honest about this. I don't know how many people will seek out business coaches if they're making money. I think it's when they stall out or when things aren't moving as fast as they would like that they will engage someone. A lot of the people that I've met are in that pre-revenue. Maybe I've sold a couple of my widgets. They're in that stage, and I want to understand how to, you know, how to really make revenue. I I saw in my head that it should be totally different, and I've been able to sell a couple of pieces here and there. I've been able to do a couple of things, but um, it's typically those people that may that know that they aren't where they need to be that they'll then come and say hey can you help me and then as far as revenue generation um you can generate revenue in seed stage and many business owners do Clearly, over my 15 years, things were not perfect, but I made money the whole time. I really sucked a big portion of the first six, seven years really bad. Um, but I, you know, I still make money. To my mind, I think you should always make money. I don't know if that's the right mindset or not, because that was just my experience, right? But um, yeah, so that's kind of what made me ask the question. It's because like, I suck with so much money. <laughs> Well, I, I think it is. Uh, I think you should make money. <laughs> I think businesses should make money. Let, let me say that. Businesses should make money. That's what they do. Um, but they serve a purpose outside of that as well. And it really is looking and saying, how, what are you trying to grow or build? What are you, what are you trying to do? And that's why I always start with the vision. It's, I need to understand where you're trying to go, because if you're making money and you're making as much as you want, but obviously you're not, or you wouldn't be talking to me. I'm never going out saying, oh, well, you could make so much more than you want to make. <laughs> I mean, you can, but it, that's typically the people that I'm working with are ones that are saying, hey, I have this product. I have this idea. I, I know that it's going to work. I just don't know how to get from here with this idea to, you know, where I am making the money, where I am serving the people, where I am doing all of that, you know, where 
looks like a business where it, um, but it's, it really is starting with pulling that from their head and putting it on paper. Because if I can see it and I can read it, that gives me the opportunity to ask questions, to understand too. And it also will help as you're building that team. Um, you can get so many more people involved. I mean, like you and I, as we were talking, when I talked about the Seed to Startup program, one of the first things you said was, hey, you know, I can create this workbook for you. I can, you know, here are the templates that you'll need because you understood where I was trying to go with this. You, you had that frame of reference. And so you had no problem whatsoever coming to me saying, let me help you with that. And there are so many people out there who are willing to help and who are willing to step up as soon as you can articulate your vision to them, they will see if that aligns with, you know, their vision, their values, you know, do they have the time? Um, what can I do? What are my skills that I can put towards you? I always tell people, I'm like, okay, when I'm talking, I'm like, I got these two hands. <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> I can do so many things. I just need to know where you're going and, you know, let me see how I can fit in with you. And so having those conversations, um, as you're in this seed stage are so beneficial. And that's part of what we do is walk through and say, okay, you got to get some people involved so that you can start talking to them about your business. It's going to quickly become evident uh, the people that are supposed to be, you know, in your circle right now. Um, and that doesn't mean that they're there forever. You right. know who you can turn to as advisors. Um, it doesn't mean that they're going to advise you forever, but you know, as, as your business progresses and you start building these relationships, people gravitate toward that because they see the potential in, in you, in your idea. Um, and even if they don't fully understand, they, they understand where they can fit in. And then, you know, as, as it continues to evolve and grow, um, it's just amazing that people that are coming along and yeah, it, I've seen it happen in so many businesses now. It's, it's a beautiful thing and it does take some of that pressure off of you as the founder or CEO feeling like you have to do it all. What you really need to do if you're founding a business or being you know, the CEO of a business is step into that role and step boldly into it where you're casting vision and letting other people come alongside of you, adding their experience, adding their, um, their thoughts and, and you know, just the way that they do things and just growing each of those parts of your business in ways that you never, well, you won't be able to do it quickly yeah. Um, yeah. because you cannot do all of the things that need to be done at once. But yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it makes me think of there's that movie that says, if you build it, they will come, right? <laughs> so that's your part as a visionary is just to step out and start building it and the right people are going to show up. I don't feel like that's our job, right? I feel like that's, right? Our, how, however, our job is just to step out in faith and do it. And the right people are just naturally going to gravitate towards that and show up. And one thing I had to learn from that is because I had a hard time receiving was that some, you know, some people that's hundred percent solely their purpose and what they want to do is just give of themselves and don't, because you're having a hard time receiving, not receive that gift, reject them when they're trying to just give all this love or whatever to you, because you're having a time re receiving, be okay with the fact that there's people that just want to show up and support you because that's just how they are right and they like you and want to support the cause so yeah our job is to step out and build it and i'm bad at that too natalie because i am like i love you know just helping 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 that's you know what i was i don't know which you know 
E-F-T-N-P-J-I-K-L, you know, thing. I don't know, but I was a helper whenever I took one of those tests. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, because I absolutely love doing it, but I was caught off guard yesterday. And again, in a fog, a NyQuil fog, I still took a meeting <laughs> and I, um, but it was Baz Porter. He was one of our guests on, you know, last season and he, you know, asked for a meeting. And so I, I got on the call with him and at one point he was just like, how can I help you? And I was like, I don't even know. And he was like, why not? And, you know, and I was just like kind of stunned because I'm so used to being on the other side of that, that I don't even think about, you know, being, I I promise you, I will be prepared for the next person that asks me that. Um, But I think as business owners, I, I sometimes forget, I guess that I'm a business owner too. Um, and, and I hear myself sometimes giving advice that I know I'm like, oh yeah, that's for me. <laughs> I'm right. saying it to you, but that's also for me. I do need to understand that what I do has value. I do need to understand that, you know, I've got to take, and I force myself to go through these same steps of, you know, the program that I've created, not just to validate in, in one respect, but because I know it needs to be done. And so Now, this is another piece that I really need to think about is when those people come along and they see what I'm trying to do and want to help and they ask, how can I help? I'm ready. You know, hey, here's what I'm building and here's where I need the most help right now. What is it that you think that you can do or, you know, or if I know you well enough, what here's what aligns with what I know of what you do. Like it was a no brainer for me to say, yes, Natalie, please. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to do it. It's going to take me forever because I'm going to, you know, with all of the choices, I'm going to make it perfect. And it's just like, that's, you know, I was never going to get that done. And so um, really being prepared for that, but it starts with being able to clearly articulate, here's what I've got and here's who I'm trying to serve. And, Um, You know, as much as you know, being able to share that and then as you know more, you know, that document is going to keep growing and you're going to keep, you know. Let me ask you a question on that because I know that this was a big thing that you and I went through, which is how many people actually know who their client avatar is that you sit down with? What percentage of people probably know? Um, Not very many. Because the people that, and and I would say, if I'm going to give a percent, less than 10%, and that's being generous, most of the people that I've talked to, they feel like because they're so passionate about what they do and how much they love it, that everyone should be just as passionate, that everyone is going to love it. (laughs) Everyone is going to want to, you know, they're going to want to support it, whether that's buying my product or contributing to my cause or, you know, they they see it. And it's I love seeing, you know, that look on that, their face and their excitement. But it's like, OK, well, now let's sit down and let's talk about this because that's not realistic. Right. Not even though I think that this is great. I love your passion and you you need to have that. Um, they really do many of them come into this thinking there's no way people aren't going to want this. I know I did that with the, you know, fried chicken stand. It was just like, you know, everyone I met that had tried it 
said, this is amazing. It was free and free makes a big difference. <laughs> yes. And it was good, but it was just like, is it good enough to sell? And then, you know, having that and then going there and seeing the realization, uh, you know, realizing that not everyone likes fried chicken, not everyone wants to eat fried food, not, you know, there are, it's those things where it's just like, oh, okay, so I need to narrow this down to people who are not health conscious, <laughs> right? So it really is looking at the avatar that way. It's just there, you are not going to get 100% of the people to buy into what you're selling. I think it's great that you, you love it that much, but being realistic about that. And, and it's, those are conversations that need to be had. And I know so many business owners that I, or business coaches um, that I've sat with have done the same thing for me. You know, it's just really sitting and that's one of the first things they'll ask me, you know, who are you serving? You know, and so it's just like seed stage. You know, I, I even narrowed mine down, not just a business coach, I now have started, you know, writing in everything. I'm a seed stage business coach because that's the part that that's where I want to sit. That's where the overwhelm is. That's where um, I recognize the need for that partnership and, you know, just the skills that I bring, my passion, my my purpose, you know, what I was called to do um, is really just sit in that space and just offer that space of grace and quiet where they can focus in, where we can have conversations and laugh a little bit. And, you know, I, Barbara, uh, I love her so much. Uh, she was on the show last year uh, or last season as our, as one of the business owners. Um, she and I were having one of our weekly sessions and, you know, she was laughing. She was like, you, she's like, you encourage me. And she's like, and then you correct me. And then you encourage me again. And I was like, it's like a coach. <laughs> so we had a good laugh about that. But she was just like, it was, um, it, there's this beauty in that, but it's, she's in that seed stage. And that's where she needs not just the understanding, but, you know, always to be brought back. You know, here's the encouragement. You're doing a great job with everything that you're doing, I'm giving you these tasks in bite-sized pieces and you're asking me for more. You know, she's coming back to me now. It's just like, okay, I finished the list. I'm ready for more, you know, because she wants to move a lot faster. But um, yeah, it's just been, it's an amazing thing. But, you know, for me, niching down to that point has been beneficial for me because I know that that's where my avatar, that's where they sit is in that stage. Yeah, it just makes it so much easier, I think, when you know who you're talking to and why. Yeah. And oh, yeah. you in such a different frame of mind. I know that when we had the conversation with around me and financial planning, I was like, well, everybody uses money. Men use money. Women use money, you know? And I still had to niche down. I was like, no, you got to pick one, Natalie. Who's it going to be? And I was like, I, I, it was really hard for me because of even just with my own belief systems around money. And um, once I finally picked one and got clear on what that looked like, everything else has been so much easier. And I feel like it's made a stronger foundation in my business just in general as well. And oh, for sure. Important. For sure. And I, and I know that we've got to keep the, the show going, but it is that is one of the things I would recommend that any business owner that is sitting there struggling now, you know, we always want to give practical advice. If you aren't seeing the needle move, if you're you know, you're feeling like you're stuck. It really is. Take the time to sit back and look at who your audience is. Um, Carlton always talks about the value proposition canvas. 
And that's a great tool. If you haven't done one of those, um, if you haven't sat and done your buyer persona, definitely do that, do a, a value proposition canvas. Just spend time looking and saying, okay, really, I know that, you know, as a business coach, I could work with businesses from, you know, any of the stages. I'm, I don't typically go, I'm not worried about scaling. I don't want to deal with a lot of the things that come on the later end of that. I really love this space because there's more of that brainstorming aspect. So I know that that's who I want to serve and I know that I serve them well, but it may even narrow more as I get people in through that program and they start, you know, I start seeing who really this is resonating with and who I'm serving in the best capacity. And that's through the feedback, but spend that time to take a few minutes and really identify who it is that you are serving or that you can serve, um, not just who all can benefit from what you do. Um, so yeah, are we, are we ready for um, Fitzroy? We are ready. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I'm going to just go ahead and play it and then we'll talk about it. That'll give us a minute to talk about it afterwards. All right. Oh, again? My breaks weren't enough? You had to come into the office because you want to get more tips? Okay, we can do this again, but this time, we're going to go from start to finish. We're going to go from A to Z, from alpha to omega, from the birth of your business to superstardom using websites that utilize AI. So come back next time and I'll give you the first tip. But until then, don't get beat up out there. And close my door on your way out. <laughs> I was lucky, man. I was like, well, wait. <laughs> I have to wait a whole week? <laughs> I was like, here's my tip. I was, I was like, I replayed it because I was like, maybe I missed something because, and that's why I asked you, I was like, have you seen this? Um, and I checked, I double checked and triple checked. And it was just like, ah, oh, Fitzroy. I mean, you're still my boy, but you're killing me small. <laughs> so next week you'll have to come back. And I haven't watched next week's yet. He did send it, but I haven't seen it yet. So next week we're all gonna be amazed because it's gonna be from the start of our business, he told us beginning to superstardom. So um, we're going to learn what tools are out there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. awesome, awesome. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your money minute? Yes, so I'm going to like this for a little bit, I feel like. Um, so I'm going to spend a lot of this season going different ways that we can make money from home and different ways that we can pass rate, uh, generate passive income. So I'm going to be sharing some of my own experiences with you guys, and then I'm going to go through and look at different ways that we can um, do that. I'm literally going to go through some of the stuff and show you. I actually have done a few already. But um, one of the things I wanted to encourage you guys is number one is if you have something that you want me to look at or talk more about that you've been curious about, but you are you know, just not ready to take the leap and you want me to jump in for you, you know, put it in our comments, comment in something, DM one of us, and we will, you know, do our research on that and look into it on the show. Because there are things out there that aren't worth your time. There are things out there that are going to yeah. ask you money. And there are things out there that we're going to ask you for money that you could do for free too. So it is important that you do the research. But one thing that I will tell you that I have learned in, I've been, 
um, working on different streams of passive income for 20 years now. I've started them in, in different capacities. But the, one of the things that I've learned the most, which I learned recently again through the show, was with Terry Moten. Now, I love my career. I love my financial planning. I do have a book of business that pays me um, residual income. I do love what I do in that regard. But you guys know I started my my um, journal business on Amazon, and that was kind of through some encouragement of what Terry said. She was talking about if you're going to be marketing something. I had been doing some marketing stuff. She was talking about if you're going to be marketing something, marketing things that you love. And I love books. Like I have a huge attachment attachments to books. I've had to like have to have conversations with myself of like, what is your obsession is with books, Natalie? It's not normal. <laughs> like I have this weird attachment and. Um, but anyways, I just went for it. And I share that because, you know, when you're going through things that you're passionate about, like Shanna was saying, you're not really thinking about things now. I have three In six months time, I have 320 journals on Amazon, right, that I've been able to create. That's not something that I was even really considering happening, to be honest with you. It's just like, hey, I would tell Shanna, I'm going to play on Canva. And... Um, Right. And all of a sudden I learned how to do Amazon. I was like, I'm going to make some residual income. And, you know, people have been asking me a lot about that. So I must try another stream of income. And so sometimes when you're just doing something that you consider fun and that you love, things will just shift and change for you. And I've made every month, every money, every month from it. So it hasn't been tons of money, but it pays for my manicure, my pedicure and my facial every month. And I'm not mad if Amazon wants to do that. So I'm going to show you guys what are some ways to do that, the mindset behind it. Um, but the biggest thing is if, what do you do with your time? I was watching this dating coach and he was like, women always ask me like, where do I meet men? He's like, what do you like to do for fun? You meet men at the place you like to do for fun, right? So what do you like to do for fun? What do you like to spend your time doing? I was always on Canva in my free time. Like it was my video game. So it kind of made sense for me that I was going to go into something creative. What is it for you? Do you like to bake? Are you super social on Facebook? Do you like to, you know, create stuff using AI. What is it for you? And then how can you monetize on that? So that's the first one for this week is what is a way if you're just going to start getting your toe out there and go, hmm, you know what? The outcome isn't for me necessarily to become rich out this. The outcome is for me to get clear on what do I want to do? What do I want things to look out? Where's the first place I would start? So that is your tip for me this week. And we're going to talk more about that. With anybody who wants to making you know, passive income and freedom of time. So love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, okay, so let me go over some grants that we have. Uh, one expires tomorrow. So let me pull that up. Okay, so this one expires tomorrow, September 8th. Um, NAACP and Leslie's Inc. Certification Boost Grant. So this is money is supposed to be used to help you get certifications to uh, work with larger organizations. So you do have to do this particular grant. You do have to be majority owned and operated by a person of color, legal resident of the United States, gotta be over 18 and you have to be a for-profit business. You will need a video for this one. So keep that in mind. You need a one to two minute video. If you already have one of those ready, go ahead and apply for this grant tonight. If you meet all of those qualifications, go to helloalice.com. They always have amazing grants there, people. I'm not, um, I don't have a monopoly on this. so. Keep that in mind. Here's the next grant that we're going <clears> to <throat> cover is Ink File. This one is a $2,500 grant. This is a Young Entrepreneur Scholarship Grant. I really like this one. Um, if you're a high school senior, undergraduate, graduate, or trade school student, um, a U.S.-based high school, so it's got to be somewhere in the United States, GPA of 3.0 or higher, 
you've got to have interest in starting a business and you'll just complete the online application, do your two minute video. A lot of these grants that I'm seeing now are having you create a video. So just be prepared for that. Go ahead and get your minute and a half to two minute video ready so that you can get that. But you have to submit a sample business plan for this one. And then the last grant is also from Inkfile, $2,500 Fresh Start Business Grant. You gotta be 21 or older, US resident. You've got to be planning to start a business or planning to grow a business in a significant way. Online application, two-minute video, and submit a sample business plan. Those two by ink file, you've got until the 30th. So you've got a little bit of time to get these. And we'll try and remind you, we'll keep posting these. Um, we are starting, I'm going to go ahead and pull this off the screen now. But we are starting a group um, in Rescore coming up within the next couple of weeks um, is our goal. We will let you know. We'll keep these grants up there as we um, identify them. We're going to be posting them there because we can't cover every grant possible during the show. Um, so we want to make sure that we have that information where everyone can access it. You can come into the group, um, spend time with us. We continue these conversations. We bring the experts in. You can ask them questions. It's going to be amazing and a really great time. So we're looking forward to launching that. We'll keep you posted on it. Yes. Yeah. All right, everybody. That was tonight's show, uh, the first show of season five. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you had a great time. Shannon, thank you for all of your expertise. I thought it was some great stuff. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Next week, we are going to be talking about budgeting in your business. So if you need to know anybody that needs to learn more about budgeting, please invite them to come to see the show. Also, we will, will be posting the grants on our Instagram and our LinkedIn. So follow us there. Um, we'll be putting Fitzroy tips every week on there. And then whatever passive income stuff I'm showing on there too. We are all work also working on a business better your business show grant, right? So stay tuned, guys. This is, these next couple of scenes are really going to be all about like, Benjamins and helping you grow and have sustainable businesses. So we appreciate you. Have a wonderful week. We are excited to see you next week and uh, take care. We'll see you soon. Bye. Oh, I got to do the thing. Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The better your business show starts now.